You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. All right, thanks, Sean. And welcome, everyone. We're so glad you're here. We see so many uh, familiar faces and some unfamiliar faces. Uh, it is a joy. Uh, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your Christmas celebration, uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, it's an important day. We have been in a series all month long called Christmas at the Movies. And uh, today we're going to wrap that up. And I was just reflecting on this. What? Well, no, 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 we're not wrapping it up. Next week is one more Christmas at the Movies, Home Alone. And by the way, I know Sean just was talking about it. We have put a lot of fun elements. It is going to be a great, meaningful time next uh, Sunday. Uh, so you just right in your home, uh, you can just wake up, set your alarm a little early, make a cup of coffee or hot chocolate, and uh, let's worship together. Uh, that's next week. But I've been thinking about it, though. I'm like, man, this has been a fun series in a lot of ways. Very meaningful, life-changing. We've had 10 people give their hearts to the Lord, either for the first time or rededication this song, just in, Jan- in uh, December. And what we've been doing, we've been taking movies, which are just modern-day parables, and we've been mining for truth, connecting them with the real Christmas story. And you might be thinking, if you're new today, you might be thinking, that sounds like a stretch. Or even if you were with us all month long, you're like, Pastor, uh, that seemed a little bit of a stretch. Uh, Made-up stories, uh, or these made-up stories with a purpose. Can you really do that? Well, we've done it. And I think Jesus would have as well. In fact, if Jesus was telling these stories, I've been asking, all right, Lord, what would your takeaway be from For example, the movie The Grinch, when we talked about love, how Cindy Luhu took a chance to love the Grinch, and how many know and are grateful that Jesus takes a chance on us? Amen. Or the Polar Express. This is a little bit of a stretch, but Tom Hanks, right, playing the God character. He was the father, Santa, son, the conductor, and the Holy Spirit, the guy on top of the train, your blind is blown, right? If you haven't watched it, next time you watch it, look for it. It may be there. Or looking at the month or the, uh, the story Elf, and we talked about joy. And we, by the way, had an incredible time last week. Not only Sunday morning, but Sunday night. We had booked out a, a theater, and we sold out all the tickets. We said, all right, we're going to take a chance. We're going to do another one. We sold out all of those. It was a sold-out crowd last uh, Sunday night. And, man, it was fun. But when we looked at this story, we're saying, okay, is Buddy the Elf a Messiah figure? All right, all right. It might be a little stretch. All right, I get it. My wife, she said, laughed last week. She's like, Ben, I can't believe you said that Buddy the Elf might be a Messiah figure. And so I retract it. I take it back. No, I don't. Just kidding. But I assure you that today is not a stretch. Today, we're looking at a movie, A Charlie Brown Christmas. 23 minutes of pure nostalgia. 
the perfect Christmas Eve story or movie. Uh, let's just see a show of hands. How many have seen the movie, The Charlie Brown Christmas? All right, all right. If you've never seen this movie, raise your hand if you're bold enough to, to say it. You, I can't even hardly believe it. We just got a couple. First service, there was only one person that had never seen it because it's a 1965 classic. And every year, millions of views, people watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. And Charles Scholes, the writer, the illustrator, he was best known for his work in the Peanut comic strip, which this movie was based off of. But Charles Scholes was a devoted believer, an outspoken believer. In fact, it was his mission to use his comic strip to introduce the general public to the gospel. That is a fact. And he was very bold about it. And you might be thinking, well, in 1965, everyone talked about Jesus. That's not true. Historians say that in 1965, only 9% of the Christmas specials had any reference of Jesus. And so Charlie Brown Christmas was out of the box. And actually, when you study the story and the making of it, it was kind of thrown together last minute, which is interesting. In fact, he was pulling neighborhood kids, Charles Scholes was, to play or the voices or to speak the voices of the characters. There were three important things, though, to Charles uh, when it came to the movie. He didn't want any laugh tracks because that was kind of a common theme in movies. He used jazz music. People were like, don't use jazz. It's a kid's movie, right? Kids don't like jazz, but he wanted to do that. And uh, we see Schroeder playing the piano, and it's very jazzy. And most importantly for this morning, he used the Bible in the movie. People tried to talk him out of it, but he stuck to his gun. There were people that said, Charles, you are going to ruin your career if you produce this in this way. CBS, when they found these, I, what is going on with our lights? Uh, I thought maybe it was uh, something we were talking, light of the world, darkness. <laughs> and uh, at least the stage lights are on. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Bobby, I, I saw Bobby get up, you're on it, and uh, I, we'll, we'll get that figured out. Uh, Satan? No, just kidding. No, no, we're not. Just kidding. Um, uh, oh, yeah, so CBS, when they saw the final cut, they were upset with Charles Schultz, and, uh, but they had already printed that it was coming, and it was in the TV guide. Anybody remember those? Uh, and, uh, and so they went ahead and played it in 1965, and why was it such a success? Why was it so special? Was it the graphics? Was it the dancing? Was it the music? No. Charlie Brown Christmas hits close because it's a story of hope, true hope. And they answer, what is the true meaning of Christmas? And we're going to do that this morning, and, uh, and Lord, help us to do it. So let's talk about hope. Our hope has been is one of the keys to our Advent series here, where we've taken the four uh, words of Advent, and it's really the anticipation of Jesus coming. And, but hope, when you look at it, it's the belief or the wish that something either can or will happen. It's a feeling of, ex of expectation and desire for certain things to happen. Other ways you could look at hope, it, it could be saying a feeling of trust or belief 
And Christmas, when you understand Christmas, it is absolutely a season of hope, a season of goodwill and generosity and good things that are coming. You say, well, why? Why is Christmas a season of hope? Is it the presents and the cards and the decoration? Is it the time off work, which hopefully everyone will get a little time off? Is it the food or the family? Or is it linked to Jesus, the real Christmas story, the true meaning of Christmas? And we're going to get there. But before we do, I want to talk about the opposite of hope. The antonyms. Now, if you actually uh, do a Google search, the opposite of hope, there are lots and lots of words. These are a few. Doubt, apprehension, disbelief, skepticism, uneasiness. And I really think these last three are, are important. Fear, worry, anxiety. If you took all those together and you just said, what's the opposite of hope is hopeless. How many have ever felt hopeless at one point in your life or another? Well, about a third of you are honest, okay? We probably all have. I know I have. I've shared the story before. After we uh, built this building and, and uh, we did it debt-free, some of you don't know that story, won't tell that right now, but uh, we had our, uh, our soft open, then we had our grand open, and then it was Easter, and within about a month after Easter, I started waking up in the morning feeling hopeless, the opposite of hope, and I literally, like for day after day, and I'm like, man, this is not right, I showed up one morning before anyone, I was in the lobby sitting in one of the chairs, some of you have heard this before, forgive me, uh, but it's my story, and I'm telling it, and I'm, I've got the stage, and the lights are still on, so, um, but, uh, but I, I'm out in the lobby, and I called Jessica, and this is the true story, and I told her, I said, Jessica, I think I'm done here at the Gateway Church, I think we're done. I, I think God might be directing us in a different way. She was already at work. She left work, came, sat with me, and prayed, prayed in the Spirit over me uh, for about 15, 20 minutes. And then she said, Ben, you need help. <laughs> and I did because I was feeling hopeless. And how many know a lack of hope can leave you feeling depressed if, you're not, if you don't deal with it? You can be, it's negativism, right? Uneasy, insecure. And that's exactly where Charlie Brown finds himself in the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Charlie Brown, for him, something is off. He's experiencing a lot of different problems. He, it's, he says, I feel like a blockhead. He's left out, right? And he's laughed at and lonely. And Jessica and I were watching this. Actually, I think, Logan, you watched this with us. We were watching this for uh, study purposes, and, uh, and Jessica, just as we're watching, she's like, man, kids are mean. When you watch this, uh, the next time you do, maybe later today, uh, kids are mean. And uh, Charlie Brown, he's, he, it's this point where he's with Linus and he says, Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. And we can all relate to that in different seasons. Charlie Brown is relatable. He's lovable because he's honest with his feelings. But something was off. And so what does Charlie Brown do? He goes to talk to Lucy for advice. He sits down and he says to Lucy, he says, Lucy, I'm in bad shape. And Lucy says, well, what's the trouble? And this is a direct quote. Charlie Brown says, I feel depressed. He has this lack of hope. He's depressed. 
Charlie Brown is confused. It's a Christmas season, but it's not cutting it. Priorities seem to be out of place all around him. In secular celebration, something's missing. And he says, I know I should be happy, but I am not. And then Lucy goes in to the, the little discord of all the phobias of things that could be wrong with Charlie Brown. And it's, it's a cute uh, part of the movie. But then he stops her and says, Lucy, actually, my trouble is Christmas. And then Lucy provides some solution, some advice, and she says simply, Charlie Brown, you need involvement. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need involvement. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting is that's when he gets to be the director of the play, right? And, but isn't this relatable advice? How many have ever felt down, depressed, hopeless, and someone says, you just need to get out or participate. Or you need to just buy some gifts or serve somewhere or go to church or join a small group or join a class. And the result will be hope for sure, right? It's going to turn things around. And that might be true and true for a season. But what is at the root of all those types of suggestions and even Lucy's suggestion is that it would be themselves, right? Do it yourself. Do more. Get busy. Fix it yourself, which leads to emptiness in the long term. See, the truth is that the message of the gospel, the reason the Christmas is so vital to our own stories, is that we cannot solve our own problems. Not through striving or doing more, working harder. January is upon us, and you might be thinking, oh, I'll do better in 2024, the big problem is that we all lack the power to do it. We do not have what it takes to overcome. Whatever you're facing, you might be hopeless this morning. Just barely made it. Maybe you don't even know why you're here. Maybe you're facing trouble in your finances or in a relationship. Or maybe your sin nature has taken over and you feel like you're trapped and can't get out. We all need something this morning. That's a fact. And in the movie, they think, Lucy thinks she needs real estate. Snoopy wants to win the decorating contest. And Charlie Brown, his sister, has a list of things. Says, Charlie Brown, will you write a letter to Santa? And she's saying all these things. And she says, scratch that. I'll take 10s and 20s. That will be fine, if you remember in the, more, in the movie. And I was thinking, in 1965, 10s and 20s, that'd be like 50s and 100s now, right? Everyone wants something, but what did I just say? Everyone actually needs something. In the movie, love is in the air. Lucy wants Schroeder, and Sally wants Linus, right? And we get to experience that. And they're filling their time, all the kids, with rehearsal, with dancing and music and decor and presents. Everyone wants something. And for Charlie Brown, nothing seems to help. There's a lack of hope. So what does he do? Charlie Brown thinks, oh, I need to get a Christmas tree. And before he leaves to go get it, they're like, get a good one, Charlie Brown. And someone says, get one of those aluminum trees, which I never even knew was a thing. So he goes out, and all he sees are all these aluminum trees, man-made, fake, like the rest of Christmas that he's experiencing. And then he comes across the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, the one live but ugly. Come on, let's be honest. 
Christmas tree. And Charlie Brown says, that tree needs me. <laughs> and actually, Charlie Brown needed that tree. He brings it back to rehearsal, all excited. And what happens? He gets laughed at. And that sets up the famous line in the movie where Charlie Brown says, doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? He shouts it. How many remember that point in the movie? Yeah. And what happens? Linus steps forward, recites Luke chapter 2, which is pretty impressive, right? And Linus essentially saying, look, Christmas is about Jesus, where you can have real hope. And when we talk about hope and fear and anxiety and what makes the difference, how many know that Linus, he's the one with the security blanket, the blue blanket, the whole movie? And I don't know if you've seen this before. You'll never not see it every time you watch it now. But at one point when he's reciting the Christmas story, he says, the angels of the Lord say, fear not, and he drops the blanket. It's interesting. And it just makes me think, what are we holding on to? What fear, anxiety, worry? What is it that you cannot let go of? What are we trying to fill our holes with? Well, listen, Linus drops the security blanket. He says a Savior has been born. This is what we need. The birth of Jesus separates us from our fear, from our anxiety, from our worry, from our depression. It's Jesus, the true meaning of Christmas. And all month long, we've just been using little pictures, still shots of the movies, but we're taking a risk today. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's why the lights are going crazy, but uh, we're going to show a little clip. It's the quintessential part of the movie that, ever, that is just crystal clear. Charles Scholes wanted to know and wanted you to know what Christmas is all about. Let's check out the movie. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I love it. I love it. How many remember seeing that? Yeah. Again, it's about Jesus. Crystal clear. It's not something we do on our own. It's not working harder. It's not working stronger or being stronger, but trusting in what has been done by Jesus Christ. This morning, we want to offer to you the free gift 
of salvation that is provided through the real Christmas story. I'm going to ask that you would bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. We're going to identify two things. One, a salvation call, and then we're going to come back. And if you're feeling hopeless, we're going to pray and ask the Lord to minister to you as well. But first, before we do, if you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you did at one point and you are far away from Jesus today, today is your opportunity to come back and ask the Lord to save you. The Bible is super clear that we are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. There's not one person here, no matter how good you look or no matter how uh, great of a person you are, there's, you do not have what it takes to make it to heaven. But Jesus... It's his story that has provided a way for you and for me to experience forgiveness. This morning, if you need that type of forgiveness, you're saying, yeah, I need salvation. I'm just, I want you to be bold. Would you just raise your hand right where you are? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. Who's going to join? Yes, I see some hands in the back. Yes. Who else? Uh, it's just saying, yes, that's me today. I need that. Yes, a couple hands over here. Who else? Yeah. Thank you. Yes, another hand. Thank you. Five, six. Yes. Awesome. God is moving. He's calling you. He's drawing you. For those that raise your hand, I want to just lead us in a prayer. It's a simple prayer. It's a, we call it a salvation prayer. It's not the words of this prayer that are going to save you. It's you believing in Jesus, believing in the true meaning of Christmas. Would everyone just, as a sign of unity, would you say this prayer with all of us? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the sin in my life, the things I've done wrong. Today, I put my faith in you my hope in you. I believe that you died on the cross for me. Help me to live all my days for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible says that the angels in, in heaven rejoice. How exciting. How exciting. We've got a gift for those that raised your hand that we want to get in your hands, and I'll, I'll make sure we do that here shortly. But I want to also just address the, the fact that even as a believer, we can experience seasons of darkness. And if you're in one of those seasons where you're feeling hopeless, the Lord, He's here to meet you. He wants to breathe a fresh wave of hope into your life. And let's just, for the sake of confidentiality, would you just close your eyes one more time? And who's here would to be honest enough to say, Pastor, I could use an extra dose of hope this morning. Yeah, or this afternoon. Yeah, lots of hands all over. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I want you to stand with me, everyone all across the place. What I want us to do, I want you just to, in the worship team, you can come and join me. Uh, this morning, um, I... Uh, I want to read something from one of my friends. He's a pastor 
Um, I lost it. I had it first service. Here it is. Um, he sent this to me earlier this week. And I just want to, um, I want to read this. He's a pastor. He's out of ministry right now. Um, but uh, he sent this to encourage me uh, as a pastor. But it's an encouragement for all of us. He says, good morning, uh, Ben. As you prepare to celebrate the birth of Christ this week, I'm praying for you. He says, I understand this can be a stressful season, much like it was for Mary and Joseph. Yet I encourage you to slow down and enjoy the wonder and the awe of the Savior's birth. I needed to hear that. On a busy week and all the details and to be honest, these movies, uh, put yourself in my shoes, creating messages out of secular movies that aren't intentionally Christian other than Charlie Brown, uh, it, it, it was, it's been a challenge this, this month. But anyway, he says this, man, uh, man could not write a better or more incredible story. We don't have to embellish, exaggerate, or sensationalize it. So relax. Enjoy this time and let the story of Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit impact and change people's lives. You don't have to do this alone. Remember, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. He is here with us. And for those of you that raise your hand saying, man, I'm feeling it. Uh, I'm a little out of sorts. I could use a dose of hope. I just believe that the Holy Spirit is going to flood us with hope. This morning, as you came in, hopefully, with the popcorn and the chocolates and the water and the coffee, hopefully you grabbed uh, some communion elements. Um, if you didn't, you can slip out, grab those, and come right back, um, and uh, you'll have time. Uh, this morning, what a better time than Christmas Eve to partake at the Lord's Supper. Communion is a time where we remember what Jesus has done. It's a time for us to remember to look within and say, okay, how am I doing? And then it's a time to remember that Jesus promised that he is coming back, a second advent, so to speak. And this morning, we want to reflect and pause and to be grateful for what Jesus has done. He died and he rose from the grave, but it started when he came, when we celebrate Christmas. Man, we're so grateful. As you hold the element here of representing his body, just think about Jesus being beaten and bruised, tortured, nailed to a cross for you. And with that memory and that thought, in your own words, would you just thank the Lord? Just out loud, let's together, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your body. Thank you for the cross, for what it means. Thank you, Jesus. Let's partake of the body together. Yes. And now, as we hold the representation of the blood of Jesus, you know it's because of the blood of Jesus, it's what for, provides forgiveness, right? It's the blood of Jesus that forgives us of our sins. That that's where the power is. But that power is also good to bring hope 
If you're feeling sick or ill or have any issues, the blood of Jesus, there's atoning power in the blood of Jesus. And on Christmas Eve, let's just thank the Lord before we partake. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, out loud in your own words. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And let's partake of that together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And as we close this year in person, um, I just I want to pray one more, one more time, and then uh, Bobby, you're on. Lord, I just pray for every single person here and every single person that's tracking online that you would fill us with your hope. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Jesus, we thank you that you are our hope, you are our salvation, you are our strength, you are our everything, Lord. Lord, I know some of us here are holding on to those security blankets, holding on to those things, Lord. And part of worship is letting go and giving to you, Lord. So we let go of control today. We let go of anger today, bitterness, hurt, to receive whatever you have for us. Lord, and we thank you that you are God with us. God in the flesh dwelled among us and that we got to celebrate that today in communion we thank you that you are god with us and not god without us that you are god with us not god against us lord we thank you that you are a god who is with us and for us and on this christmas season let us be people not only full of hope but people who give hope and bring hope to others, that as we go, uh, maybe to visit family today, or maybe to see friends, or maybe even wherever we go, that we would be a light in the darkness. And we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' awesome and mighty name, amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you have a holly jolly Christmas, and we will see you online next Sunday. Go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.